After uh, this recording, it's gonna be Roger Cobb. <laughs> yeah, Roger Cobb '69. Corn cobs. <laughs> you know, to harp on, uh, to bring up Silverado again. The villain that's name is Cobb as well. You say Silverado? Yeah. Colin oh. has brought up Silverado three times, Mike. That's <laughs> a great movie. We, we, we have it on several lists. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome back to Rabbit Troop Sucks, where we talk about forgotten memories and Silverados. Silverados and and Roger on the cob. You know, butter them up, put them right on the cob, because that's where you're going to get tonight. Butter up that muffin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to continue on with our Halloween special, where we're going to look at 1985's House. And... Oh my God! The person that recommended it is right next to us. Jeremy, you're here, but we got to introduce all of us. But Jeremy, you're here. So next to me is Mike. Next oh. to Mike is Lamar. Hello. <laughs> next to <laughs> Lamar is Colin. Yep. And next to Colin, and then next to me is Jeremy. Jeremy, what's up? You're in my house. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. Live and in person. Yeah. You sound, you... You're louder in person. <laughs> how, 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 how do you feel about this? How, how's the altitude treating you? Um, How's the flight in? I gotta be honest, like altitude has never really affected me in any of the mountain communities that I've ever been in in my life. Um, Do you think that's because you drink it away? <laughs> yeah, I may just ignore it. I don't know. Uh, like, uh, I was talking to Mike earlier tonight about going skiing for the first time in Keystone, and the guys that I went with up here, they were like suck. They had like little portable oxygen yeah. containers they take with them up the mountains, and I'm like, what are you guys doing with yeah. this stuff? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I've never really felt any effects of, uh, of what do you call it again? Like altitude. <laughs> altitude. Yeah, like I've never, I've know never if, felt no effects here. Yeah, yeah. everything's yeah. checking out. No, this, is just the, this is just uh, the well, pot root beer talking. <laughs> you are well, not the hot root beer. Yeah, hot root beer. The, yeah, so, uh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, clearly the altitude is not affecting you in any way. Maybe it's just your body. You just consume enough beer. That your body is like filtering it on its own, where it's like you see those little drops of water go through the IV. That's you right now. Like half your body's water, and then the other half is just uh, putting the beer into uh, fun mode. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. Well, come to Colorado, and that's how you be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Jeremy, uh, this is awesome that you're here. We're going to be doing this in a Halloween special. To jump right into House, House, a troubled writer moves into a haunted house after inheriting it from his aunt. And that is the very direct IMDb uh, overview. Jeremy, as always, and as anyone has been recommending movies outside of Mike and myself, my question is, and again, not to sound antagonistic, why this movie? Why did you choose this one? Maybe a little antagonistic. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, to be honest with you. Like, I, uh, I just remember this movie from my youth, watching it in enjoying it but i've got to be honest with you guys uh we just watched this movie and it is not good um there are very very funny scenes that take place in this movie but overall <laughs> it is just i mean it's just not good it isn't how old all right <laughs> how, old, you for joining <laughs> <laughs> how old were you when you watched it Oh, so God, I, think, I don't uh, know. I mean... I don't know, like 38. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was probably like 9, 10. Okay, that's the yeah. right uh, mindset The just half the silliness of this movie. I could see a nine-year-old being like, yeah, I, I, I think I found a key to why Jeremy likes this film as an adult. Still, is it the blonde hot ladies, mm-hmm. in this uh, movie? And, and it is Mary Staven, <laughs> yeah. who is Tanya. <laughs> 
And uh, so, <laughs> so uh, I, I think we found the link of why Jeremy liked this movie as a youngin mm-hmm. and as someone who is older. That he's like, this movie's always stuck with me, Mary Steven. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya. But there's there's some fun. This is a bonkers movie. I, I, I overall like this movie. I like the metamorphosis of Colin in this movie. Yeah, and I am talking about <laughs> Colin in this room. Where Colin hated this film, but towards the end... Colin developed a little sweet tooth and it's to a skeleton little monster we like to call Ben. And, 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 and I understand and if that's what brought Colin back, even just a little bit, this movie's totally worth it. Um, this movie's crazy. It stars William Cat, who is uh, plays Roger Cobb. I'm going to call him Corn on the Cobb, probably all throughout this film. He is best known for uh, Greatest American Hero. I, you know, in a weird memory, I thought Greatest American Hero was maybe a season or two. It went from 81 to 86. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Uh, he was also in Carrie. We have the director, which is Steve Miner. He did Warlock, which I would totally <laughs> do Warlock. Bonkers films. Warlock, Friday the 13th, Part 2, and uh, Halloween H2O, um, which <laughs> what? was just all, all, yeah. all over the place. Uh, another star in this movie, George Wentz, uh, as you definitely know from Norm. Norm. Yeah, cheers. 82 to 93. Uh, we get some other people that you'll recognize as well. And uh, yeah. Uh, before we even jump into this, uh, noting what Jeremy's drinking, and before I even got to oh, see yeah. Jeremy today, Mike got to hang out with Jeremy. And you guys should talk about where he went because that was one of our guests from Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, I'm cracking this bad boy. Yeah, he's, there's gripping and ripping occurring. Yeah, we we, uh, we took a little field trip to Fiction after I picked Jeremy up. Um, yeah, Ryan wasn't there, unfortunately. Hi, Ryan. But we, Hi, Ryan. We drank a bunch of your beers and we're drinking them still here. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. never going to stop drinking yeah, these beers. And uh, Jeremy's drinking the uh, pumpkin amber uh, with spices yeah, so right now. This is my first sip. Sweet sedation of magic. Yeah, which I really liked. And just thanks again, Ryan, for joining us on Ooh. Halloween month. So this is good. Like a lot of the times I don't like pumpkin beers because the pumpkin is overwhelming. That is not the case with this beer. No, it's a smooth one. Yeah. 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 What was the, and uh, we're going to take a break sometime probably in this movie. What was the rice one that you picked up? I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Neb- Nico? Noko. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Nico. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Nico. Yeah. We tried that, um, I think, off air with Ryan, and they picked some up today uh, when they went to Fiction. So, yeah, I look forward to having that. That's got some chilies in it. But, yeah, keep drinking Fiction. Um, thanks again, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Fiction, for having awesome beers. And thanks for listening. Uh, thanks, Jeremy, for being here. It's Halloween. It is totally halloween weather when this uh, episode premieres i hope all of you feel the same but it is absolutely kicked into gear it is colder it's windy leaves are falling leaves changing colors house be housing mm-hmm. yeah yeah so if you didn't know we are going to talk about dr gregory house and uh, his <laughs> medical condition i think that's all you're going to think about this whole time so spoiler it was lupus <laughs> it's always lupus if you're a house fan you know it's always lupus uh the opening of this movie is a bunch of washed out negatives and yeah. photos of a house um <laughs> oh, and then like and then the cameraman taking a stroll through the grounds right like it's <laughs> weird uh, here's the thing i know jeremy kind of opened with i don't know why i maybe really like this movie anymore i overall like this movie but this movie 
has some total dead weight. This opening sequence drags the hell on and everything to do with this book that this dude is writing is just dead weight all yeah. over the place. Um, I understand what they're trying to achieve, but how it comes off is, wow, let's turn this into a longer movie for some reason. Um, but then I, I do overall like it. And then you'll hear from Colin and his love of Skeletor. <laughs> There's some very interesting artwork in this movie also. Oh, on the wall, on the oh, ant yeah. walls. <laughs> I was going to gift that all to you for Christmas. I thought this was, I didn't want to ruin the surprise. Yeah, but that's oh, going whoops. up over the fireplace. Yeah. In the fireplace. <laughs> yeah. So the opening sequence is we get some dude who you might think is the lead. You're, it's not the lead. It's just some guy delivering groceries grocery yeah, from, his, from his motor scooter. And then he just uh, happens to walk into this mansion house. Yeah, he, this is where the grocery boy becomes a grocery man. Uh, when, when, he, when, when he's, I don't know, he just like goes in the house, drops the groceries off, and then he just goes snooping. Why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a big house. He maybe heard the a aunt, sound. Did he hear a sound? Yeah, he's okay. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe uh, maybe the aunt usually greets him. It's usually an invitation to just snoop. Oh, grocery boy! But he, yeah, <laughs> you come mm-hmm. hither. That's that's when he finds a uh, fluff my oranges. <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah, he he doesn't want to fluff those oranges though. You oh, you don't know. You might, but maybe she, that's why he was going up. She's there. dead. She hung herself. She's yeah. super dead, and he's gone. He leaves. Uh, the only the person yeah. that leaves the house when something bad goes wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, damn, damn right. <laughs> you, you know you're not getting that's a tip right. now. There, you have no business yeah. there. The tip is gone. I would have taken the groceries with me. That's true. They're still in the bag on the table down there. Just put those right back in your scooter. You got stuff for a week. Those are probably expensive. Yeah. Well, hard to cut to super awesome horror writer, Roger Cobb. To be fair, it was more of a sweet dissolve. (laughs) To Cobb. (laughs) The dissolve to Cobb. Uh, He is signing books. He's a notable author. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, everyone loves his books. Yeah, well, by everyone, you mean every fucking weirdo yeah <laughs> the only people at this book signing are absolute lunatics they are yes and he highlights his new book which he's going to write about his time he spent uh in vietnam mm-hmm. uh in the war itself and his agent quickly pops up with a, another cut highlighting no one wants to read about that and vietnam is not a thing right now again uh, this movie house is from 1985 the agent is highlighting this is now overplayed and people want horror film or I'm sorry, horror books, horror novels, and he should do that. Did anyone catch what his book was called? I didn't. No. No, I didn't either. Oh, I thought you oh, that, I was really uh, excited. No, no, I was I excited. How kind of lead up was I that? Usually I lead in when I have it, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> yeah, there is it doesn't matter what it is because no. the book is boring. What kind of lead up was that, Mike? I oh, know. Sorry. <laughs> It was like the uh, what, what was the meme I saw? It was Harrison Ford and uh, who plays uh, Adam Driver, and they were doing like a a knock knock joke on something, and mm-hmm. it was like knock knock, and Adam Driver's like, uh, "Come on!" I was like, "Please enter." <laughs> and it, it was just Harrison Ford's face of him looking at him. Like, Are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So thirty minutes later, uh, no, I'm sorry. Thirty minutes later is not. He's at home, mm-hmm. and he then opens his uh, refrigerator, Cobb, that is, and he takes a microwavable, I don't know, like turkey like breast. A hungry man kind yeah, of deal. Doesn't take it out of the package yeah, and sets so that- the microwave for 30 minutes. <laughs> 
Yeah, again, the microwave. Meal. The microwave he sets for 30, 30 minutes. It wasn't a very powerful. Well, maybe he had it on defrost. Well, I'm pretty sure he just put napalm in, in yeah. something because... Uh, it's going to explode 30 minutes in the, I can't even imagine. Uh, also again, all in the packaging. Like but, legitimately, would a microwave even stay on for 30 minutes? Sure. It would. would yeah. it? Why would it stop? Especially, especially a 1985 one. Yeah, I mean, I, mine goes up that high. Yeah, I know. Maybe you just turn it on. He's like, I'll come back. And, there's, there's, and he forgot about there's it. There's defrost modes that I think last like a bunch. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think that would be in an 85 microwave. Nah, no, you're not defrosting a microwave dinner, a TV dinner. I think it was a banquet meal. If oh, I'm not mistaken. yeah, it might have been a banquet. It, yeah. That's like two minutes. You now, 30 minutes for that shit. We learned somewhere in all this that Roger is no longer, Roger Cobb, that is, Roger is no longer with his ex-wife oh and, yeah. and we don't really know why but she she calls him and the best acting of the film is here when roger is pretending that he's at a hot poker party with his poker buds <laughs> and he doesn't have time to talk to sandy oh sandy what's going on hey guys turn on the music <laughs> and he's got the stereo up to like you know volume 10 out of 12 Oh, who do you have over? Oh, I don't know. Go you know, it's Sully. Yeah, I would have talked to Sandy for as long as she would have wanted me to talk to her. Sandy's like a, a hot movie star babe. <laughs> like, she called from an awards show. Right. She didn't win the award, I believe, but... No, that doesn't matter. <laughs> she did not win the award. Of... <laughs> no. She we, we, we see later in the film, as yeah, Colin we, we see that film. Spoiler. Her acting maybe isn't up to snuff. I'll bet that movie that she was in with the male prostitute was better than this movie. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> Jeremy would hire her to be in his private film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely put in a request in that. <laughs> I just have a note that it says bad dream. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of those. Yeah, so throughout this film, you, the audience member, aren't going to really know what's happening. And some yeah. of the reason is you don't know if this is a dream you don't know if this is a flashback. You don't know if this is part of a book synopsis that Cobb is writing, but that might be based on reality, but maybe not. There's a lot of walking around, but there's also a child. Uh, apparently, Cobb had a child. That child is missing. I thought that child was dead at some point in time. Uh, these gentlemen reminded me as we were watching, no, he's just missing. Uh, and no one really knows why, but I guess everyone's really just checked out on that case. Uh, this has clearly led to a divorce between Sandy and Roger. Um, but, you know, there might be a happy ending in all this. Maybe. Well, yeah, when we, we see the flashback where, like, the kid is kind of drowning in the pool and Corncob jumps in to save him, but then the kid isn't there. <laughs> and then, like, then, then when the cops show up, he's like, he was in the pool. I saw him. And the cop's like, and you, all right, buddy. And, and yeah. you, know, you know what dissolves, like, the cut that Mike talked about? Cobb's glorious locks in that pool. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they're gone. Yeah. You just got pool hair, friend. Yeah, forever. <laughs> you're nothing. You're nothing without those locks. That's so mean. <laughs> but you're not. You're nothing yeah. without those locks. Yeah. No. The flashback was super convoluted. There was like a bit of a scene where the kid like runs out and then like a car drives away. So mm -hmm. you think he's like kidnapped? Yeah. What the fuck was that? I yeah. thought he drowned in a pool. So so right <laughs> yeah. before he drowns in the pool. Yeah. There's a car. He's, like, yeah. yeah. He's like clearly you, kidnapped. That's never addressed. Never. No. Ever. Nope. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's in the pool drowning and presumed dead. Okay, so when uh, so yeah. yeah, maybe we should talk about this for a minute. Well, actually, let's talk about the timeline of this. So 
I'm under the impression the loss of this child has like formed a strain on Cobb's relationship with Sandy. Mm-hmm. So how long has this kid been missing? Because, oh, I don't know. Because they're divorced now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm just saying that because like the resolve of this kid later on, are we like, so this kid's been missing for a year. This kid's been missing for like three weeks. Cause it's three weeks. I was like, how do they get divorced so fast? Right. Who knows? That's the magic of the house. It is. It it had to be long enough that people kind of gave up on it. Right. Colin, I should have known from the beginning, the house always wins. The house always wins. When the kid went missing, they were were visiting presumably his aunt. His aunt, yeah. Okay. Um, Why... This is like a spoiler, but why did... mm, Say it. Why did the kid get abducted from the aunt's house because he was being an ass well, dude <laughs> yeah the kid's a fucking dweeb well so here's i think i think this is the reason okay so the aunt's been living in the house forever she knows it's haunted and right. she's convinced that the haunted house can't get her because she's not a fucking idiot uh-huh kid's a fucking idiot yeah kid gets taken but like and you know this the, we'll get to this later but the main conceit of this is that the unknown evil that's tormenting poor corncob is specifically because of him like it is an entity that is targeting him specifically and took his son specifically no 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 no. well yeah the the house the house like the aunt says knows who you are like it knows your fears your deep personal like regrets things like that okay and so like minor everything that you see that's going on in this movie revolves around like the the fears that were created in like that, that Vietnam setting, which is the book that he's writing, like a biography instead of a horror novel, right? Around his personal experience in Vietnam. But those are his fears. No, yeah, yeah, no. I think Mike's asking, <clears throat> how the hell did the house take this kid and when? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I, I, I agree. Like, no, yeah, when, I don't when, think when, it's ever addressed. We don't know. We can well, speculate. I, I, I think there was something like he was like the kid happened to be visiting the house, mm-hmm. and then he was gone. So like the kid's now gone, and and daddy wasn't there to see what happened. So I think he's been speculating this whole time. Maybe this happened. Maybe that happened. But the only person who was there hung herself, and now I don't know shit. And I'm gonna stay into this house until I find it. Right. Well, and and these are huge stretches that I'm making. Mike, like again, if Mike's question is, why and when did this kid get nabbed by a demon? I have no idea. I, I guess my question is because it seems like the whole demon was the demon was after Kabi, so why didn't he just take him from? I, I I think I think the demons after whoever is in the house. Yeah. So okay. I don't think he was after Cobb. It was just like, but like the, ah, little kid, I'm taking that, and the the ant was like, no. Hmm. But like the main antagonist is Cobb's enemy. Well, no, the it's, main antagonist it, is the house. That manifested as yeah. Cobb's enemy. If, if, you, Cobb if you walked into the house now, Mike, you would be having problems because the house is attacking so you. So why did the aunt kill herself? Because the kid was captured. Or the kid was kidnapped. The kid's gone. Well, I, I think it's even more mysterious okay. than that. I think it's just because the house won. Right, because that's what she said in her ghost monologue later. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> but- here, here, here's a big guess. She says later... You know, the house tricked me. I never thought he could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it goes after your fear. Her fear then became her godson. Okay. So when she said the house tricked her, she was referring to her letting the the grandson get 
or nephew. I mean, or whatever, that's my guess. Get that's taken, guess. right? So she's distraught with that. Then okay. she kills him herself. So she did actually kill herself. It wasn't. Yes. She didn't get ha- hanged by a. Bitch. No, she really kills herself. That, okay, I didn't pick up on that. And then he inherits the house and doesn't want to leave to find out things. Sure. <laughs> the okay. uh, the knot know. that she used to hang herself with was atrocious. And then you take some oh, Vicodin yeah. and you yell at Wilson, and then you diagnose it. Yeah. Credits roll. Boom. Mm-hmm. There it was you a go. Massive attack. Boom. Perfect. And that was the end of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Yeah. Believe it or sure, not. Sure, we're going to the bars. <laughs> that would have been better, actually. Yeah. We might be hitting up the Vesper tonight, Denver. Yeah, we're on we'll the see. prowl. So we'll see if Jeremy can hang. If you hear this and you have a time machine, you should come to <laughs> They're, they're going to go to the Vesper. Yeah. Don't, don't tell them where we're going. Go There's to the no Vesper. free advertising on Robert Troop Sucks. We're not going anywhere. There is only free advertising. <laughs> no one has ever paid us for anything. We're, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're going to, we're it's all free. We're going to Jeremy's hotel room and we're going to tear it the shit yeah. right up. It's got a couch in there. Jeremy... Colin is going to F a wall. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> Mike is going to throw a safe through a window. Mm-hmm. Lamar is going to smoke a corn cob pipe. <laughs> right, Rogers corn cob pipe. Right, right on your sheets in your bed. I don't and care what's an, in it. He's an ash right on top of I'm it. I'm just smoked a pipe. <laughs> Lamar, it's filled with cream corn. You're, you're not getting your deposit back. It's, a, it's, it's fine. It's a bubble pipe. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be there. <laughs> Uh, I will be trapped in a black portal in the bathroom that yeah. you will eventually. We'll have to repel right. down your mirror to get you. Just <laughs> pull you out of the pool. Well, I mean, we jumped a lot, but you know, Cobb is seeing things. Ah, my son is in a pool. My son might be yeah. driven off. I don't know. Uh, and, and honestly, as an audience member, I had no idea what the hell was going on. I, I mean, I pieced this together at the by the end, but in the moment, no clue. I think the first 20 minutes of this movie, you're watching it and these scenes are just going to pop up and you'll have no clue either. You'll piece it together in the end. That's what this movie is. The puzzle piece. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, just a rancid old puzzle piece. <laughs> yeah. So the next moment is uh, we, we get this agent and like, like an, like a uh, real estate, yeah, agent. real yeah. estate agent. And this is what I asked everyone in this room. This is bizarre. So it seems like at one point in time, Cobb was like, okay, I inherited this house. I'm going to sell it. But he's now seeing things and he doesn't want to sell it. But I don't know why he says this doesn't, I should say. I don't know why he does not say to the agent, I'm not interested. But instead, we get a little bit of some history and some backstory of the house and the ants. Because the agent is going room to room, checking out the pool, checking out this back weird shed that looks like a murder room. Yeah, he almost kills a uh, uh, corncob with a spear gun. Yeah, he yeah. picks up just a random harpoon gun, which becomes pivotal throughout <laughs> the rest of the film for some weird reason. Um, but uh, yeah, he's talking to him. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Because Cobb's like, you know what? I'm not interested in selling the house. So, Do we know it was... A, maybe it was not a realtor. Maybe it was just like a lawyer who was executing the will. I mean, there was a for sale sign in front of the house. Oh, yeah, that, I, I think he yeah. also said something at the end. He was like, oh, you should sell because, you know, you'll make some money. Because I, I would like to have this commission. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's how you do it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> and then I have I have other notes. He's seen Aunt Elizabeth again. He's seen yeah, a lot of he stuff. He has visions. He he goes to bed. I think he's sleeping in his son's old room. Yeah, in like a little like in a uh, Oregon Trail fucking yeah. bed. <laughs> so at his at his aunt's house there was a dedicated room for his son. 
Yeah, they're like so. Why? Well, there's a lot of rooms in that house. They gotta yeah. use it for something. Yeah, well, so he's sleeping in the in the Oregon Trail wagon bed. You know what? You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script a little. Uh, just thinking about this, you know who the real villain is? Aunt Elizabeth. She is. What the shit? Like, yeah. I oh, mean, you yeah. saw the faces she makes in this. I mean, yeah. she she clearly knows this is a haunted house. So, like, Mike, your question is like, why is there a dedicated bed to this kid? Okay, he, like, that made me think of. Why are you letting this kid in? Because you know your house is haunted as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this isn't a good idea. Well, to add on to that, if the kid is staying there, like, so like well, we were seeing in the flashbacks, him and his kid are staying at the aunt's house. Where was the room that he was staying in? Did that room not have a... See, I don't think he was staying there. I think he like honestly like dropped, dropped him off. off and yeah. fucking bolted. Well, he's a, he, he's no, a writer. He's kind of a weird. Hey, He's a creative type. He needs his space. So right. At all points in time, this movie's all about. I I'm a writer. He's got to you know he's got to bang his actress wife, and as well he should. Yeah, and not tend to his fucking wiener kid. I, <laughs> here's almost like a damnation of like just him saying this. Like I'm a writer. I think most people have like tons of emails. Like 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 a lot. Like I would say like half half of the United States. Like a lot of their jobs like involves lots of emails. And for that guy just to be like, for two hours I was upstairs writing. I'm like, that's almost anyone's job description of like yeah. of like modern times. Like, so for him to be like, how dare you? I think anyone would be like, dude, I wrote like five hours of emails today. <laughs> like, like that's cool. Like you're writing your I was still walking in Vietnam story, uh, which will get very shortly. Oh, God, God damn it. Yes, yes. But first, we have to change into our deepest V-neck sweater. Um, <laughs> I, oh I called boy. it modern modern Luke Skywalker. Yeah, well, this thing goes down to his fucking belly button. Oh, does it? And he's not wearing anything <laughs> under it. Oh, I think he's wearing <laughs> chiseled, <laughs> or it's wearing him. Well, he's looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but he, this is also where we meet Norm. Oh yeah, Norm. He's his biggest fan. He's yeah. got uh, handfuls of his book in his back pocket. Yeah, that was weird, right? No, I mean, if I met anyone, I would of course have handfuls of. Yeah, shreds you have well who's your favorite author do you have like pages of neil gaiman books in your pocket <laughs> when, when, I, when i met neil gaiman i actually just gave him a gift yeah. um i was like hey i make i made you a mix cd and i asked him if he would take a photo with me and i have that photo in the other room and he said yes <laughs> all right did, uh, did you really make him a, a mix cd yeah okay cool. i uh for that christmas i did you know you were going to meet this man yeah i told okay. him i was like he just carries the cd <laughs> yeah, so, like, this is the neil like if i ever run into this son of a bitch he's uh, getting no, this cd no it was he was, was at uh the old tattered cover in cherry creek and i mean so that's ages past and his popularity is clearly not as skyrocketed as it is now i've always been a huge sandman fan is uh one of like a very the sandman when he wrote it it was like a very uh he might be more popular now than he was back then because the Sandman oh, yeah. just came out on. Like the Sandman kind of like shaped my life in a little bit uh, just because I was like very young reading it. Uh, my mom actually had to buy some of the copies because I wasn't old enough to buy it. Um, so that's why I went to see him. And uh, it was that holiday season I said uh, I was giving some of my friends copies of his book Neverwhere. It was his first uh, solo novel. And I said I gave my friends a couple copies of uh, the book, and I made them mix CDs of songs that I thought would go with it. And he was like, "That's super cool." And he took a photo with me. The last time I saw Neil Gaiman, he was speaking at the Paramount downtown. It was uh, really cool. My wife and I went. That's cool. But right. I did not pull out scraps of paper and was like, "Sign this." <laughs> so, uh, my 
I kind of interpret this as he had read some like paperback version totally. so much that it just basically dissolved. I, I and I and, and he I, keeps I, it in his pants. Well, I got the also the no, I got the impression is he uh clearly meant to run into him. He's been having this book in his back pocket. And it was like, oh my God, it's you, but right. I really know it's you. And again, Mike and I are making huge stretches on sure. this, and Colin too, that yeah, yeah. like, if you see this, it makes no sense. Right. Like, he, he was outside pruning that plant for like three days. I told you prunes are my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many times? You say prunes three times, like Handyman. For how much hedging goes on in this movie, no one has ever <laughs> seen a bush before. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised the hedges aren't like well maintained colin is that a metaphor yeah uh mm-hmm. no it's literal <laughs> <laughs> yeah norm invites him to dinner that night but uh uh corn Cobb doesn't want any anything to do with roger he's too creepy. A, is that his name roger it doesn't matter yeah. fucking i don't yeah, it's know norm norm yeah it's norm <laughs> when someone invites you over for a mouth dinner i don't know if you really want to attend Oh, you know Harold. If you want, if you want Norm's real name, it's Harold in this movie. It is Harold. But we're gonna call him Norm from now on. We are. I even have Harold. Parentheses. George Wentz. (laughs) Parentheses. Norm. He's he's in for it. So this is going to be uh, another cut. I had no idea what was going on. It is, you think a Vietnam flashback, but it is. I am just gonna clarify from the get go. Every time we get this, what I thought was a Vietnam flashback, it is, this is a scene from the book. Because you'll see Vietnam, quote-unquote, flashback book scene, but then uh, Cobb always snaps out of it. Like, ah, like it was a dream. I was thinking about this. Which is kind of annoying. Uh, This is the, this is, (laughs) although I said I like this movie, I said early on, these, these scenes are just the worst. This is dead weight. Uh, mainly what happens is you learn that this guy, Ben, who's played by, uh, Richard Bull from Night Court is a buddy in Vietnam and through a series of flashbacks that you only learn up until the end, all of the flashbacks are them just walking around. Mm-hmm. Hey, soldier. take forever. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, soldier, get in line. What are you doing? I'm a grunt. I'm going to have a cigarette. Oh, things are happening. We're doing nothing. Then sometimes it's just honest to God. I stopped taking notes in some of these scenes. Four to five minutes of people just walking in the jungle. Like, mm-hmm. do you hear something? I don't. Gotta hang tough. Gotta get you, sucker. That was, you know, Richard Mole, Ben's line. Um, yikes. Yeah, these scenes suck. Well, okay. So I think really all these scenes we're doing is setting up that Big Ben was kind of like a, oh, I'm like the big brawny jokester. Um, I'm just here to fucking kill the Viet Cong kind of character and it just took way too fucking long to establish something totally. that could have been done in 30 seconds oh my god totally or more or they could have like really just like yeah they could have sh- built some characters yes show mm-hmm. them go over the top or like yeah. this is his anger this is why this guy turned into a demon and is like haunting him through a house i have no idea um and clearly it's not even like this guy i i just i i, I don't well, know I thought that the flat, like, the, this would have made more sense if <clears throat> the hauntings and experiences that happened after, like, throughout the rest of this movie, related back to <clears throat> something that happened to him in these Vietnam flashbacks or, you know, his memories of Vietnam. I mean, I mean but they don't. Well, it ev- Nothing does. Well, it, it eventually highlights there is one thing that happens in Vietnam 
I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, just it's <clears throat> Richard Mole gets shot, and it is assumed that he might be able to still get help for him. So Cobb runs off to get help. He does not abandon him. He tries to get help because uh, he wants, like, he just can't. He, this guy's a big hulking guy. He cannot move him on his own. And what happens is uh, Ben is captured and tortured to death. Uh, and. Cobb does not know this or maybe finds out. I don't know, um, but legitimately tried to help him and is haunted by this. And I think anyone would be to an extent and anyone would say you did the best you could, like you tried, whatever it is. But I also don't think it's him. It's not really like this evil spirit. It's just the house manifesting this and Richard Mole died, unfortunately. Uh, and this is character Ben. Um, the house is doing weird shit. I don't know. The house. Yeah, yeah. House does what it does. Yeah, house, house doing house stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bob Vila would not like this house. No. So this is one of my favorite scenes. The house is now getting aggravated, and uh, Cobb is like, "I'm gonna go find this out," and goes to Aunt Elizabeth's room. Is about to open a closet door, and for some reason doesn't. Then he goes and brushes his teeth, and then is like, "Screw it, I'm gonna go back." And opens the door, and this crazy ass alien pops out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this big foamy weird alien just grabs onto him apparently claws open parts of his chest which i'm unaware of until later but the alien pops out so the next scene is i write uh cobb buys one million dollars worth yeah. of uh, recording equipment. he bought a, a terrible amount of surveillance yeah. equipment so the implication here is bonkers for me so he opens the closet door an alien monster attacks him and claws his chest up rips up his sweet bathrobe and we, we see him the next morning unloading the cameras. So what we're to infer here is that he was attacked by a monster in a closet. He escaped, closed the closet door and was like, that's bedtime. Um, <laughs> just like went to bed, got up the next yeah. morning, put on clean clothes. I was like, I'm going to film this tonight. So is that, did he just okay, stay there all night? Okay. So I think what makes more sense, which we're never really shown is this guy. So all jokes aside, even though I'm laughing, um, he he has to believe there is some connection to his missing son now. I th this is the only rational explanation sure. of what this guy is doing. Like my son went missing in or around this house. I just saw a freaky ass monster. I am gonna figure this goddamn out. Sure, but that's like, the only thing. Is there I not like a La Quinta nearby that he can but, chill but, at you know? for the night? Well, like, well, Mike, also none of this makes sense to any of us. This is just me guessing. Yeah, this. and it's because I watched the whole movie. Like as this is unfolding, none of this makes sense because every question Mike is asking, like, why aren't you out of the house? Why aren't you in the hotel? Like, you know, yeah, what? like why the hell are you there? Maybe he did. So think about it. This is 1985, right? Mm -hmm. There's no fucking way all this shit... Th no, there's no Amazon. How did he order all this stuff and it showed up? That's do you, right. do so you know like there's, a, there's a time lapse This was here. weeks later, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might this be is right. Roger Cobb, my friend. That's mm -hmm. true. Is that his name, Roger Cobb? Uh, he, he drove yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> He's Rogering. It is Roger Cobb. Cobb. <laughs> do you know, I am Roger... I'm, I am Stephen King's cousin, Roger Cobb. <laughs> He Final definitely head. drove down to Circuit City and just bought <laughs> their whole supply of cameras. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, yes, I, yes. As someone who worked at defunct Sears, <laughs> I would assume, Colin, that if you made a legitimate phone call and was like, "I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars 
I bet you could get some stuff like Yo, the day of. You're, you're getting a <laughs> like, question. Like you don't have to be Roger Cobb. You just sure. you were just a man with cash at that point in time. So well, I mean, but <laughs> so enough. so your question is how and why? I totally agree because I'm like, how much money does this guy have? Like, is he that notable of a book salesman? Like, what is going? Maybe like, maybe he's getting uh, alimony in the divorce. I, I mean, yeah. Oh I yeah, because she's he famous. should be she's famous. Yeah. And, and, I mean. We make the um, wasn't his. It was his aunt's house, right? Yeah. So she's kind of loaded. I would think there's money in a family. She was a famous artist. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But this guy for 1985. This was probably. I mean, I'm not even joking. This has to be at least eighty thousand dollars. Oh, it's a ton of equipment. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. This is like. So anyone listening to this, if you do not know like the history of like VCRs, nor do you need to. I mean, a lot of the old VCRs, they came in two pieces. And it was like this camcorder that hooked to a VCR that could be portable, but then you could make it in dock mode where the VCR would actually accept like just you watching like Star Wars stuff and stuff like that. And he has eight of these. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like he has eight, like amongst like light setup and And like like, all this stuff. A deep sea fishing rod. Yeah, Yeah. did he need that many video cameras like stacked right next to each other? Wouldn't one be sufficient? You gotta have all of them. (laughs) Listen. He's an artist. You gotta have different angles. The lighting might not be right. You bring a lady back home. Which angle do you want? VCR one? Yeah. VCR eight? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sit on this couch right here. Why are these 14 cameras pointed at me? You'll find out. Don't worry about it. I feel like we missed a montage of him setting up cameras like, I'm going to get every angle. And we have no not mentioned why. the other blonde lady who I think he's met by now. Oh, no, no. We haven't met, yeah, we yeah. Haven't met Tanya There's yet. a lady that, that that's lives across the street. We, we mentioned Smoking her. Smoking hot. We mentioned her in the fact that you love her, but we have not, <laughs> we have not met her yet. Uh, yeah. You know what Richard Cobb would be freaked out about? My phone. Hey, Richard, I could do every... Or Roger. Roger, I could do everything and more with my phone right now. He mm-hmm. would ex- he would burn me as a witch. He would think I was the house. Yeah. <laughs> Punch your phone and try to find his child. I, damn. <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah. He probably would find his son in my phone. That sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 meant, I meant... I meant his spirit, but uh, that sounds really, that sounds really bad. That, that's pretty dirty. good. You can add that with some of Mike's clips. Hey, no, Mike, I don't, do you I don't, want to see that? Paul gets his own Dropbox now. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be involved with those clips and and the things that people have been writing, Mike. Yeah, voice messages. We've been getting voice messages from Mike. Yeah, they're all breathy. Okay, they're like. <laughs> Hi, it's Harold. Do you want to come over and have a high life? <laughs> you know what? If Harold showed up with, I think, like a case of high life and some Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah. Harold well, can hang with me. Welcome to the next scene. Harold with a case of high life and yeah. some Chinese food. And I wrote, dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Corncob is, like, about to open the closet door again. And Norm is fucking in his house. It's like, hey, buddy. Did anyone think that Norm was like part of the no good nature of things happening? Because yes. he's just always there. And he seems very concerned. Like, I'm your biggest fan. Uh, I, I noted later that this reminds me of uh, Truman Show. When the guy comes over, Lamar and oh, yeah. hey, Truman, I got a six pack. Where are you, buddy? <laughs> six pack every time. Yeah. Like, where is he? like Harold is just walking into Roger's house. Like, oh. not ding dong. Come and see me. It's. Hey, I'm in your living room. I walked past the 400-foot square foyer to get to you. I am in your living room study. 
Uh, but I got a case of high life and some Chinese food. So yeah. he won me over, but I think most people would be creeped out. Literally yeah. the only time he was in appropriate distance was when we met him. Every other time yeah. he was in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. And the director's cut, he's under the sheets half the time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of sheets, uh get get your rabbit troop throw throw pillows and or yeah. throw throw blankets. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Mike updated some uh Rabbit Troop Sucks merch, so there's Halloween t shirts. Yeah. And uh, we're really hoping Lamar gets uh is a Rabbit Troop Sucks shower curtain. Yeah. Like, I, I horror selling me on that shower curtain. I ordered a shower curtain. If I oh oh snap yeah. i'm gonna all right you did? Nice. I, I am currently wearing bathroom. yeah <laughs> some rabbit troop sucks swag is, yeah uh, J- speak. jeremy has secret rabbit troop sucks yeah. swag there's a secret batch of t-shirts oh uh, man i have my rabbit troop sucks uh jock strap yeah. on right mm-hmm. now goo, goo edition <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah we've got some collectors items since this has been halloween too uh my daughter's been saying all sorts of things like it's spooky or that's you know like <clears throat> scary but uh no joke on a couple occasions in the last like couple days oh the goo and i was like what are you talking <laughs> about so i was like oh yeah so but yeah we have some goo edition secret t-shirts you know write write me about it uh Ooh. ask mike for his breathy lingo and mm-hmm. maybe you will get gooed on by mike in shirt format right in your ear canal yeah <laughs> i goo each shirt personally I... all right I cannot attest to that. Uh, my name is not on that. I do not validate that. No, your name is. It's I. I do it in your name. <laughs> nice. Uh, it takes hours. I yeah days. I don't. <laughs> it's art. Yeah, you got. I, <laughs> there you go. Now I don't, I don't feel right about it. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Uh, and, yes. <laughs> I, I've broken Paul. And much and much like Hobbs kid. I need a parent. <laughs> well, and uh, so Roger Cobb, I think he he confesses to Norm like the things he's been seeing over dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, over high life and Chinese food. Yeah. yeah. And Norm's like, what? <laughs> You're yeah. crazy. Well, Norm is concerned. He uh, on his way out, he steals his, <laughs> his little black book. There's a little ninja swipe, like, yeah, eh, did it, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then so he, this is a weird move. And again, this at first it makes me think he is up to something. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought but, he wanted to, he wanted to bang. I don't even know what's yeah. So he, <laughs> so he calls Sandy, the ex-wife. And is like, listen, your husband's kind of crazy, and he's been talking about suicide, and I think he needs a friend, and I just called you. And she's like, well, you know, I have a shoot, and I'm doing stuff, but I'll call him tomorrow. Um, here's my private line. And I was like, this is super weird. Um, I mean, and then I just did what I use, like, Jennifer Lawrence as an example. Like, can you imagine just after I called Jennifer Lawrence, like, hey, I'm friends with your friend. Um you might need to hang out. Like, who is this? Here's my spare number. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like I'll call you. Like, super <laughs> weird. Um, so she then the does come over, sort of the next day. She shows up and uh, Cobb thinks she's a monster and shoots her with a shotgun. Yeah. Well, she turns into a monster. She does turn into a. Monster. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, she does turn yeah. into a monster. So. Well, we we also he also gets into a battle with his swordfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's not. It's, it's, a, it's a marlin. A marlin. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Was it before or after he shot his wife? I think it was before. I think it was before. It was during it. Because I think he was <laughs> like he put the he, so he shoots this fucking swordfish marlin, 
that's mounted over his fireplace that's like squirming around like a billy bass. And, and, and wait, wait, before that, there's also floating garden equipment trying to get him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he goes so, out to the, the okay. barn to get the shotgun, and he gets attacked by like a an axe that's just flying around. Yeah, and other gardening like shears and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, then the fish tries to attack him, and he opens a door, and the gardening equipment is there, and he ducks, and it gets the fish. So yeah, he locks, he's currently locked the floating garden equipment inside of a room in the house, and that is where it is right now. Yeah. Because that'll come into play later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he shoots the fish and throws a blanket over its head, and that's when his ex-wife shows up. (laughs) And you can't, you can't take this fish off the wall. I mean, all that you can do is throw (laughs) throw a blanket. I think, I think, I think based on our, you know, spot on description, (laughs) this this, this is just a based on a true story. I mean, when, when was it? I'm hearing he shot the fish. He put a blanket over its head. There's flying garden equipment. When we watched it, Mike highlighted like that's how you put a bird to sleep. You gotta put a garden. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so when he uh yeah, so he like shot the fish and it was still moving around, he just kinda gave up on trying to off it. Yeah, well I mean, what's he gonna do? Yeah. I like yeah. the sound the fish made and he shot it like <laughs> yeah, it You ever this, hear fish scream? So you hear it in this movie. And and, and then he uh, as Lamar kindly noted, Harry Potter's Sandy's corpse by putting it in a little cubby under the staircase. <laughs> yeah. And then the cops show up, and one of the cops is uh, Deep Throat number two from the X Files, also in Supernatural, also the captain in the original Twenty One Jump Street, and he looks young as hell. This is my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah, because like. Like he's he has just finished dragging this body into the house. He goes back outside. Cop cars are pulling up. They can see everything he's doing. Oh, he's just you know polishing the shot. Well, like he he stops. He's like, oh shit, it's the cops. And he sits down and pretends to polish his his shotgun while he's whistling. Again, the cops are out of the car and looking at him while all of this is happening. My favorite line uh, from the entire movie comes up in the next moment mm-hmm. where the uh, the cop I just noted, I do not know the <laughs> actor's name, uh, he is looking at the very bizarre <laughs> artwork upon the wall. And cop- well, and Norm, the the first line that you love from the cop, Norm comes over and he's like, hey, what's going on, guys? The cop's like, shut the fuck up and get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, that was the best part. That was yeah. the best line of the movie. And, and then, yeah, so, and then the cop is looking at... Uh, this weird bizarre artwork uh very kind of grotesque in weird ways and Cobb goes my aunt was an artist and he just goes i guess so <laughs> yeah i guess, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> another line who are you harold yeah beat it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's when norm showed up yeah, get out of here. <laughs> yeah you get out of here and that I painting that artwork that painting does come up a little later it's an important part of a plot something or rather it, it is yada yeah. yada i don't know whatever the yada yada well the cops day. the cops eventually leave and quickly Cobb goes to check oh no the cubby and my ex-wife's dead body and that's gone and and, and so is the shotgun yeah and now there's a demon in a purple dress running around doing weird stuff. With a shotgun. With and a you've shotgun. got to... <laughs> there's no way to describe this demon-looking thing. No. You have to watch this movie yeah. in order to understand yep. what You're we're right. seeing. You're right. Because <laughs> it is grotesque. I don't know why you couldn't just say beauty in a purple dress. <laughs> <laughs> Tra- trailer park body. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> 
And that is that's what's offed by a bunch of garden shears. That's when he opens the door. There's like knock knock. He ducks. A bunch of garden shears inadvertently go into there uh, into this demon and cuts off its head. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, I think, cuts it into like many pieces and buries it in his backyard. As you do. Yeah. As you yeah. do. And this right. is where he meets uh, the other hussy who's so, just dicking well, around in his so, pool. Well, wait, before we get there. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. okay. So these. Uh, uh, garden, the garden equipment uh-huh. has been vindictive. Yeah, it's just been floating in that room. Yeah. Forever. So yeah. all of a sudden it just cuts open a ghost and it's good to go? That's all. They just wanted blood. Yeah, yeah we just needed to... Get, not can, real blood? Doesn't matter. Okay. I just wanted to... I just wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> we we, needed, we needed some scares before we see this uh, this hot piece of ass in the pool. So, nice Mary, got one. as I noted, Mary Staven in two James Bond films... Staven? Uh, is Tanya, and Tanya, who is in a pretty scantily clad dress, rolls up, or comes out of the pool, and is like, hey, what's going on? You planting trees? And he's like, yeah. And the demon's <laughs> still moving around. I got a and tree I'd like to plant. <laughs> 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 Said Jeremy's mental, <laughs> mental state of being. Um, and she's like, hi, I'm Tanya. You know, sometimes I just go swimming in your aunt's pool. And Cobb's like, that's cool. <laughs> I would definitely be cool with yeah. that. And, and the demon tries to come back alive, and he knocks it around a little bit, and that's got really the end of that scene. Um, and I just wrote, "Life is exhausting and bad for a cop." That's yeah. really my side notes. Well, the, <laughs> the the hand that was trying to escape from its grave uh, got dug up by a dog at a, night. A yeah. dog at night, and, so, and runs off. Yeah. yeah, later at night, that's what happens. So luckily, Tanya's there, and Tanya, this is so bizarre in this yeah. film. So Tanya rolls up and you think it's like, hey, kind of a little booty call. Like, I noticed you. And she's like, hey, remember you said you would do anything for me? He's like, no. She's like, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hang out on a date. Bye. Here's my kid. And then here's like five bags of toys that somehow I already have in your house. And I'm giving to you. Bye. Take it easy. And now he's a babysitter. I loved this setup. Or I loved like this premise. And I wish there was more setup to it. I thought this was hilarious. Like when when he's like eventually babysitting the kid. Yeah, like so they sure. kind of set up like the oh like you're obviously hot you th- like I think that you think that I'm attractive. Um, we should totally hang out sometime. And then she pawns off her child on it. Mm-hmm. Great setup. Yeah, brilliant. Movie. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's it's weird though. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, everything that happens with this kid. Um, there's a at one point in time demon attacks. Uh, oh, no, remember, when the kid is in the house, uh, Cobb takes him to the bathroom really quick because there's a demon hand on him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, ah, oh, and then he flushes the demon hand down the toilet, and then the mom's like, hey, take it easy, you're going to watch my kid. And well, that's how that goes. The mother is, like, standing in the hallway, and he's in the bathroom with this child he just met 30 seconds ago, <laughs> like, struggling to get a demon hand off of this kid. And the mom's like, oh, those just normal noises coming from the bathroom. <laughs> With my child in a strange man. Mike, Mike, it's all wait, fine. Mike, if he just said, "I'm helping your son flush the demon hand," she yeah. would, she, would, she would have understood. She'd be like, he eats a lot. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some some more shenanigans happen. Like a couple weird demons show up and try to drag the kid up a chimney or <laughs> the something. The chimney gnomes. Yeah. yeah. But Harold's back. Chimney gnomes. <laughs> this yeah. th- this is when I wrote that. 
uh, all of this really seems like two films to me. That this movie now is kind of slightly derailed from a horror movie, and this is more where we get a little bit of comedy. Yeah. Because the demons are a little slapsticky. They are um, slapsticky. Can I complain about something again? Please. Of course. Because sure. I mentioned this earlier. So, yeah, the, these two slapsticky demons try to drag this kid up a chimney. He saves the kid, pulls him down out of the chimney. And again, like moments later, no one's, he doesn't leave the house. He doesn't look, we got to get out of here. No, it's, he's like, it's bath time. Those, those demons yeah. probably, probably not coming back. They're, you know, <laughs> they've learned their lesson. Yeah, they, they're, yeah. they're, they're done with this. Uh, let's just, let's just hop in the bath. Yeah. There he yeah, is. So, yeah. a yeah. kid. Which is also <laughs> super weird. Like he's had this kid for an hour. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not giving that fucking kid a bath. No, not after no. an hour. How long yeah. has his mother gone well, for? He can he can take yeah, a bath sure. later. Even though the monsters did drag him up a chimney, but yeah, give him to the mom. Yeah, yeah mean, exactly. This that. is someone else's. A problem. little soot builds character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really bizarre. Yeah. yeah, well, Harold, uh, George Wendt is back immediately, and I don't even re- know the D part. Like the mom now just like takes the kid and she's gone. I yep. think so. Yeah, yeah, she like came pick the kid up and. They're done. Yeah, yeah they're well, done I mean, for the- we, we never see them again in the film. Which she is- said he did a satisfactory job as she took the kid and left. Yeah. But and everything Harold, seemed fine. Harold's back just like the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. He's got a six pack and he's like, I'm, 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 I'm here. <laughs> and this is another part that I like. Cobb's like, remember all the things that I was saying about the ghosts, the demons, the hauntings? Here's the thing. It was just a giant <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> a giant raccoon. <laughs> yeah, the, the entire time. Giant raccoon. Yeah. A big raccoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's all you need to know. You can make a hell of a hat out of that thing. Don't go in there. They they're not gonna like you with that kind of hat. No. Uh, this kind of yeah. just made me think that this guy was not has never made a good decision in his whole life. Well, his plan is bananas. It's stupid as fuck. He his plan is he's like, hey, George went. I'm gonna open this door and this big raccoon's gonna come out and. You're going to shoot it with this harpoon gun that I have tied to a fishing pole. And you're going to reel that motherfucker right in. And George is like, yeah. I'm down with this. This sounds great. And then he opens the door and it's that horrifying ghoul alien from earlier. You know what George Went doesn't do? <laughs> this. Puss out. <laughs> he's, he's a ride or die homie. Yeah, and he didn't want to ride. You could see it in his face. This is the best acting in this movie, I think for sure. Absolutely, he he didn't want to kill this raccoon. I was unaware of what his real intentions were. And Paul, you said it that the creepiness vibe right off the bat with Norm. He had the his. He just happened to have the author's book on him when he met him. Just the creepiness vibe when he met him. I figured like this is the point where shit's gonna happen, or Norm's just gonna be a normal dude, and it turns out he's just a normal dude. <laughs> Norm was Norm. <laughs> he was just a normal this dude. Time, this whole time, he wasn't Normie. creepy. He was just a guy who went to hang out. And <laughs> yeah, he just wanted Roger to condom into the game. Yeah, <laughs> Roger condom into this weird ass plot, and they open the door, and he shoots the fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, he shoots the the raccoon for sure. Uh, but he doesn't reel it in fast enough. Poor Nor. He yeah. He forgot that he doesn't know how to fish. <laughs> yeah, well, fishing's hard. It is. Yeah. Jeremy, don't you fish? Uh, sometimes, sometimes. Okay. And yeah, they have the end of this line connected to like an ocean like fishing reel, like yeah. for for like the marlin. Yeah, that's they, what they caught that marlin with, probably. But yeah, they don't reel it in in time, and uh, 
I think like the line comes out of the fishing reel. Yeah, and this monster drags corn cob to Vietnam. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> back in Nam. So this door was a portal to his dreams or his nightmares or something. I or think whether so. he was yeah, writing. Yes, M- maybe. I mean, some some of this is kind of told to us throughout. Um, Cobb, yeah. I don't. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm. Yeah, picturing. nobody. I don't know. He, nobody he, knows. Yeah, he he leaves, but then he goes back to the bathroom and he investigates the mirror, and he's like, "Hmm, this is a black portal to nothingness." He investigates the mirror because he saw it in the picture that yes. his aunt painted. Okay. And, oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, and that's okay. the reason why the painting was so um, yeah. important. It was a kid's there, face in the yeah, painting. I, I there, think there's a towel over it for this entire movie that he lifted. At oh, this shit. Moment. Are you... <laughs> yeah, he, he lifted the towel and it, it revealed the mirror in his Oh, yeah, mirror. that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. You, you guys are talking about this like this is cheap hotel art when these are beautiful, beautiful well, facets. Very, uh, it should be in any museum uh, just because they're so... There's a, they're dolly ripoffs that <laughs> children drew, and Colin's totally right. It was like, oh man, this towel that was draped over the left corner of this thing. <laughs> if I lift it, oh my god, what's this mirror? And then he <laughs> goes, my and son. yeah, my, it's my son's in a mirror. So the aunt presumably painted this, yes, and then killed herself. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So does that? Yeah, she does that like, sucks. She, well, I told you. She could Anna, be like, hey, Anna, hey, nephew Cobb. I told you Aunt Elizabeth is the true villain of <laughs> yeah. this film. Like, I, I, I painted this picture of your son in a mirror because I keep seeing. Like, I don't know. Hook up, hook up, brother up. Now, she help him. R- Lamar, or Lamar, Mike. Remember, she straight up comes to him in the movie and was like, "He tricked me. I never thought he could trick me." Like, you knew a demon lived in the house. Now this kid's gone. You're painting his face and then covering it with a towel for Christ's sake. And then, yeah, she knew the whole time. I, Aunt Elizabeth mm. knew. She's the villain. God damn it. I, I'm not sure that the kid's picture appeared in the window the first time they showed the picture. I Colin's think it's totally right okay. that it was. No, Colin's totally right it was covered with a towel. Uh, yes. <laughs> I can't it's remember if the kid was. Towels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fishes, paintings. But. It, God damn it. Yeah, okay. so he, so <laughs> there's kind of a fun scene. He looks out the window to make sure, like, what, this portal can't, you know, go outside. And yeah. he doesn't. So he puts his arm out there and he's like, ah, oh, there's totally a portal that goes to some weird thing. And then a monster tail comes out and he fights the monster and he fights him with a straight razor. Yeah. But and then, it works. This and, is where it gets good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then my mind started drifting off and someone, I think at one point in time, I think, Jeremy, you asked, is that Eric Bana? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that so just, I want you to know that was an hour previous in the movie, and then I just wrote side note, Eric Bana Cabana, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I wrote it sells itself. <laughs> Spoiler alert: It was not Eric. No. Well, just, it could be a bandana. You could well, have an Eric. Oh my bandana. God, Eric Bandana, Eric Bana Bandana. You get Owen free cabana, when you buy a cabana. Rabbit Troop sucks TM. You did it. <laughs> Eric Bana, you're on top of this. You're always the Hulk we wanted. He could have a line of men's underwear called Eric Bana's Banana Cabana. Eric when, Bana's ca- Banana Cabana Bandana. Wow. <laughs> when, when you're hulking Damn. out, that's <clears throat> yeah. That's what you need. That's, what you that's, need. that's all that's left once he rips out of his <laughs> Then, then I have notes that that go into Cobb uh, and a shotgun and a harpoon gun yeah. ropes down through the portal 
Um, I don't know really where he got this rope. It seems like he's coming down through some screen, string. He's fighting off some bat demons. Yeah, pretty yeah. which immediately takes his harpoon gun. Like it just takes it from him and's like, "This is my harpoon gun yeah. now." This reminds me. This was. This looked like a fun video game. Like this well, is like like a scene. There were like doom game. monsters flying around. Yeah, I yeah. like that. It was cool. And you just got the harpoon gun. Yeah. Now it's taken away. And they shoot the rope with it. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not dumb demons. And he uh, he falls into Vietnam again. Yeah. Because everywhere he goes is Vietnam. No, well, Vietnam. He, he falls into water. Yes. In Vietnam. In Vietnam. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. So he falls in water, and lucky for him, he goes off the beaten path really quickly and finds his son in a bamboo cage. Mm-hmm. And here's the crazy shit. His son is alive, and this isn't a dream. He's just been in... This is why I asked, how long has his son been missing? Because a divorce is coming from this. He's been living in this house. This kid's been living in a bamboo cage, for I, I'm honestly assuming, for at least half a year. But he has not aged. So not, No, he's good. Okay, so this movie's in 1985. The Vietnam War ended in 1975? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, sure. So anywhere between... I mean, he had to have that kid, like, right after Vietnam. Yeah, the kid like, looks to get, get you pregnant. Yeah. So, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, who, who knows, man? All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now we have a demon soldier who, who who's back. It's Ben. It's Ben, who was Richard Mole from Night Court. Mm-hmm. And this is also a weird moment. He's like, I... So this is when he notes, he's like... I was shot and you should have just killed me in the jungles. He's like, I went to get help. He's like, well, they found me and tortured me. And he's like, well, that sucks. And Richard <laughs> Mole's like, well, sorry. you you could kill me now. And he goes, no, and slams the door. <laughs> um, I, 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 well, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> no take backsies. No. I, I, yeah, that... <laughs> that was that, that was a twist for me. I um this is the worst demon ever. It just comes back from the dead like eh, you, you should have did it and just I don't know. I love this demon though. This whole yeah. get up is a mm-hmm. lot of fun for me. Um I don't know if it's Richard Mole in the action in the suit. Yeah, it's not. Okay. He's clearly voicing still. Yeah. But right. the dude in the suit in the Y ass is he is hulking big. Yeah, he's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> he's like seven feet tall. And then plus the costume, which is kind of big. Um but yeah, he's running around in this like demon skeleton soldier outfit. This is where we got Colin. Colin's back in for a house, nineteen eighty five. I was back in as soon as he jumped through the mirror. Mm. <laughs> The mirror jumping gets you every time. Yeah, the, the fantasy stuff, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of running around. Uh, at one point in time, uh, Cobb rips his arm off and then gives it back to him. <laughs> and, and tries he, to beat him with his own arm that he's ripped off. Then he just reattaches it. So like that doesn't really... That's not effective. Yeah. And, and then he, I don't know, keeps running from him. Yeah, they just kind of run around the house like yeah. Scooby-Doo style, basically. <laughs> and at one point in time, Cobb opens the back door to the house, and it's a seaside cliff that just goes like right to the sea. And so he stumbles out the door, and he's hanging by this cliff. Mm-hmm. And you know, this was an homage to Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> Cobb, Cobb is just hanging there, and the skeleton uh, Ben, the skeleton is just stepping on his foot, like, your time's up, sucker, which you keep saying to everyone or yeah. something along those lines. And so <laughs> Cobb's last move is he takes off his belt 
and lassos it around the hand of the skeleton creature, pulls him off, and he falls down the cliff and dies. And then miraculously, Cobb pulls himself up with his mighty pull-up onto a hardwood floor. It looked painful just watching that. Yeah. I was like, I don't have that kind of strength. No. Yeah. This this took me out of where I was previously. Uh. Yes. So this they is crazy. Had you. So yeah. this is a yes. roller coaster ride of emotions for yeah. Colin. Yeah. Well, I don't blame Colin because uh, he's like, "All right, I'm done. I killed this guy." He's then he's like, "Oh my god, I forgot about my son, who uh, <laughs> I may not have had for half a year or longer. I forgot I just found him. He's in the other room. He walks in the other room. You know who's there? Skeletor. Mm-hmm. Like what? What the hell? And he's like, "I'm not afraid of you anymore." Yeah, Skeletor tries to like cut his hand off with a machete. But it doesn't work because he's like, ah, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. It's You're an like, illusion. <laughs> yeah, there's no effect. Yeah, now yeah. Cobb is the illusion. So yeah. Machete has no effect. So Cobb, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warrior takes a grenade off of the Skeletor, shoves it into his chest, and he's like, so long, sucka. Uses uses uh, his own grenade uh, and his tagline Oh, it took his catchphrase. Oh. Yeah. oh, man. And then uh, Skeletor explodes and now the house is on fire right. as the same time real-life Sandy pulls up in a cab. It doesn't really know what's happening. Norm happened to just be asleep. Uh, Harold, that is, was asleep next door. Um, but you know what? The family's back. Everyone embraces. Freeze frame. Uh, and then uh, a cover of You're No Good by Linda Rostat plays. And <laughs> this movie is over, friends. This yeah, movie, it was a short one. This, movie's <laughs> this family is back. Uh, no questions about where that kid came from or how long he's been gone. Nope. No questions about Sandy's uh, divorce uh, or her missing son. <laughs> uh, everything's great. So before we jump into the end of house, uh, as always, reach out to us, Rabbit Troop Sucks, at Rabbit Troop Sucks Podcast at gmail.com. Go to our website proper, Rabbit Troop Sucks.com. See fun photos. Read fun facts, see fun things, request fun movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz from the museum, you you wrote us recently from Minicon. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, those Peter Jackson movies. I think I accidentally replied with a, uh, um, what did I say? Uh, not Peter Jackson. It was uh, per- Percy Jackson. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We made that mistake yeah, before. I meant Peter Jackson. But yeah, thanks for writing us. We're definitely going to check out some of those Peter Jackson films. So be like Liz and write us. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, rabbittroopsucks.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Um, so, Jeremy. Yes. What are you thinking about House, 1985? <clears throat> so I know that I like I liked this movie as a young kid. Uh, coming back to it and re-watching it again, it's, it's not a good movie. I mean, like, there's nothing that's explained in this movie. Why is this house haunted? Why... Why is Tanya just... Yeah, why does anything take place in this movie? It's really just like a series of like kind of comedic horror events that take place with a catalyst starting it, and then it just goes through the motions. Nothing's explained. Um, Yeah, but it it is fun to like watch with a group of friends and talk about. Uh, There are some pretty hilarious scenes that take place throughout this movie. Um, but it's it, it's not a good movie. Would you come? Would you come <laughs> back for Tanya and, and Sandy? Always, nice. yeah. Like Tanya, like a movie with Tanya and Sandy and me. Yeah, I would watch that wow. over and over. <laughs> that's that's where we. That's where Norm explains all the needle trim hedges to you. 
Exactly. I, Norm I, is trimming their hedges. Yeah. I want to note, so there is a sequel to this film. Can someone look up the date of the sequel of House 2 while I'm saying this? Yeah, I'm on it. Uh, and the reason I'm saying this is um, I saw the sequel in the theater with my brother. I think my mom was there, but it was a PG-13 sequel, and I never saw the original. 87. 87, okay. So in 87, I saw this film, and my mom was like, yeah, I'll take you. It's PG-13. And it is a straight-up comedy. It's like this weird, weird comedy. And I don't even remember. I've seen it at some point. Um, but yeah, it is a weird comedy. And then I eventually saw this movie, and we rented it, and we're like, what the hell? Like, We thought it would also be just like a direct comedy. Very, very different. The last time I saw this movie, I told you guys, I was like, I remember the date I last saw this. So sort of. And I said it involved Mike. So Mike was living with a girlfriend and had to drive her back to, where are we going, Maine? Yeah. And the, oh, that sucked. And the car broke down. And Mike and I had some plans, but Mike's like, I am now going to spend 4th of July here, like an impromptu in Maine. And I was like, oh. So just by myself, I watched House. That was the last time <laughs> I, I have seen this movie. Um, this movie, I overall have fun. All of those flashbacks that he's trying to put into a book um, are awful. Even the things that are not explained, as Jeremy noted, it's fun watching with friends, totally. So Mike and I have talked about this a lot. Like so Lately, we've been watching movies separately, but sometimes, a lot of the times, we've been watching it together. This movie is a definitely watch-together type of film. Yeah. You're going to have a lot more fun. I'm glad we watched this and immediately went into recording. I overall like this movie. This movie definitely needs to trim the fat. Um and it's all that stuff. And again, yeah, you could tighten it up uh, to holy hell by explaining things. That would probably help. But um, even if it wasn't, I would still have fun. But those flashbacks and those novel sequences just are epically long and go nowhere. It, it could easily be explained in like a minute. Um, it's crazy. But yeah, I would say have fun for Halloween Watch House. Yeah, they could have like really done something with the Vietnam scenes, like made the monsters relate to like the the soldiers they were fighting in Vietnam and maybe like the horrors they experienced there, but it they did none of that. No. Like the Vietnam scene was complete like they were it was completely useless other than introducing the Richard Mole character. Right. Yeah. Which could have been talked about or explored further, uh, more developed, uh, elaborated on any of those things. But yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So, looking up House Two, uh, no, none of the same actors are in it. But you know who is in it? They don't have George Went, but they got John Ratzenberger. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you serious? What? Yeah. Wow. It's a bold move. Yeah. That is a bold and move. And Bill Maher is in it for some reason. That's He's probably like on TV or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I have, Mike, what do you think? Um, yeah, no, I agree with everyone. This movie is not a good movie, but I, I had a blast watching it. Uh, but Paul's absolutely right. If I was... If I had to watch this by myself in my house, you would have gotten a much grumpier mic tonight. <laughs> but because we all watched it together and we were like having drinks and kind of clowning on it, it made it fun. Yeah, the, the flashback scenes are way too long and totally suck. But the movie is so fucking bonkers. <laughs> um, I, I had a blast watching it. I mean, I, it's not like in the rotation for me, yeah. but I, I enjoy. It was fun. It sucked, but it was fun. <laughs> what are you thinking, Lamar? Uh, I keep it simple um you guys pretty much said it all uh, watch it with friends don't watch it alone you'll hate yourself uh, you, you won't hate yourself that much it's fine alone if you're inebriated 
<laughs> I glad I watched it with you guys. I had fun watching it on my own. No, um, I can't reiterate that these Vietnam scenes were just way too damn long. <laughs> they just, my God, I understand what they're trying to do, set up that story, but bah. I just wrote down, holy shit, I have no comments, except this movie should not have been made. I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are my comments. I'm going to swing it over to Colin. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually most curious about Colin's like final synopsis of this film. Uh, I mean, that's basically it. I think the only redeeming parts of this were the very, very end, where you know they, they finally brought in um, the, the, the Vietnam, the horrors of, of Vietnam from the past, and they brought in like the... Uh, you know the the fantasy element of the, the kid missing uh, and going into this like extra planar world uh, to like bring him back, which was almost interesting. Very um, poltergeist. Yeah. Um, uh, in the uh, the the very end, the the lab because what the labyrinth came out in, like nineteen eighty seven, right? Where they're just like, I'm just not afraid anymore, which is yeah the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um, it was terrible up until the last 10 minutes where yeah. it actually did interesting stuff. It happens real quick. And the then end. ended. Uh, so this movie is stupid. It's terrible. But the last couple of minutes had a bunch of really interesting things all bunched up together that if they had done a lot of this stuff earlier in the movie could have made it almost redeemable. Is it was it because everything finally made sense at the end? Well, and it's like, no. Or is it just because? <laughs> no, of, no, no. Okay. Because because they actually touched on interesting elements of the movie. Because it's like you know right it's supposed right. to be like a horror movie. It fails at a horror movie. It fails at a comedy. If um, but it could almost <laughs> yes. have done. It could. It was so close to doing both. I mean, not not that close. It was <laughs> fairly close to doing both. If they had uh, taken a bunch of the elements they added at the end and kind of in their, uh, you know. Yeah. Did, um, had tried to uh, do them earlier. Okay. Colin, would you would you be in for a house too? Yeah, I love it. Yes, <laughs> got him. Got him. Uh, so the it, house always wins. It sounded so defeated though. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't want to, always, but I'm, I'm interested. Always, always wins. Paul, I think that's the only way people will see House Two. This is like the way you saw it. You see it first before House <laughs> One. <laughs> and get tricked into it. That, that's also how I saw the movie Young Guns. I saw Young Guns Two before oh, yeah. I saw Young Guns One. Have you seen House <laughs> Three? There's a third one. I'm what? sorry. What the yeah, hell? There is for sure a third one. Really? Yeah, what? I'm really? looking this up right now. Someone talk. <laughs> like, yeah, we need we need to get to the bottom of house three. Wow. Uh, I will lead us to uh, next episode is our very extra 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 episode of a Halloween special. So Jeremy will be here for a Halloween special. There will be trivia. There will be 1995. Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have some fun. Uh, I like this movie. And I think what's fitting is, if I am not mistaken, if anyone thinks back to in life, you know, uh, when did Halloween change for me? When did it go from kid to adult or whatever? I, Jeremy, I am 90, probably 8% positive <laughs> that the last time I ever went trick-or-treating, it was with Jeremy. So really? Like, yeah, with any time. Because nice. um, there was one time, Jeremy, and I, maybe there's photos that exist somewhere. I remember it was like no one fully dressed up. I think the last costume <laughs> I had as like a kid was like I basically wore all black. And I remember what I had. I had 
a glow-in-the-dark Jason mask and, like, a fake machete. And that was it. And it wasn't like we... Like, I don't have a memory of us, like, trick-or-treating for, like, hours. It was, like, more of an excuse to be, like, we could do stuff. And then I think it was, like, we trick-or-treated for, like, 40 minutes and then, like, watched movies at someone's house. But, like, I think that was the last time. And I'm, I'm, I feel pretty confident Jeremy was there. And I was like, yeah, cool, we got some candy, let's watch, like, TV stuff. And it was at a point in time where parents were like, oh, shit, are they going to do stuff? And we're like, nah, we're just going to eat this candy and go watch movies. People were like, oh, shit, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if, I didn't, if I didn't note this, uh, on the last Halloween special, uh, all of you should watch movies. I, I always say this as, I, I think it was kind of like a, it started as a bummer that, you know, I was going to college and... It was kind of hard to go to like Halloween parties or stay out late for me. I guess if it was, you want, like I was trying to be dutiful and I was working like multiple jobs. Um, but I remember one year, uh, one of my favorite Halloweens was uh, some of our friends were like, we're going to do some stuff. And it sounded kind of lame. Like I, I didn't really want to do it. And it was also snowy cold. Like it snowed. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, Lamar, are you in for anything? And Lamar was like, hell no. Like, it was like a hard, it was like very clear. Like, that sounds not, like me. Yeah, not a chance in hell. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like I kind of felt it too. And Lamar and I were neighbors at this point. And I was like, this, I was like, this sucks. Uh, I was like, I want to do something. And I was like, what if we like watched a movie and got a pizza? And Lamar was like, oh, I'd do that. And it was literally one of my favorite Halloweens. Lamar and I got, I think it was just like Domino's Pizza and uh, we watched uh, Jason in Space. Oh, damn. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And it was just like two dudes like hanging out and that was the end. And then like, and when I talked to anyone the next day, it was like, how was Halloween? It was like, it was five degrees. It sucked. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, I ate that pizza. I was like, just not to do anything Halloween-esque on Halloween, I think would like ultimately depress me if I... Didn't watch a show or a movie, just just like something. Um, I, w- I would be sad, but yeah, that was awesome. It was just like an easygoing thing. So not only is there a third one, there's a fourth one. What the hell? Nice. So a fifth wow. one planned in 2024. Well, of course. Oh, so my the God. third one. Here's the plot. <laughs> yes. Uh, Detective McCarthy <laughs> finally catches Meat Cleaver Max. Of course. A serial killer who promises revenge during his execution. Uh, blah blah blah. Mm. Starring Lance Henriksen mm. and uh, Brian James, mm. who we who we know. Of course. Um, the, the the synopsis for the fourth one is. Is kind of great. Um, they bring back Corn Cob. Oh my God! No. Uh, yeah, same actor and everything. That, oh really? Goodness. Yeah. So he, <laughs> so Roger Cobb is killed in a car accident. So presumably he's in it for like a minute or two. His family must move into the house that has haunted him for several years. Soon the family begins to experience scary and unexplained phenomena. Maybe he's back as a ghost. Why did the ghost? Why cop? do? Why do people keep going yeah, back to this I goddamn know. house? Why aren't they yeah. demolishing this house, right. goddamn? <laughs> what year is that? Uh, this is 1992. Throw oh, some wow. fucking salt down. <laughs> wow. So after... Yeah. <laughs> so 20, 30 years later, they're making a sequel. <laughs> yeah. And the third one, apparently it was meant to be like a reboot with a new villain. And it wasn't... It was only called House 3 and, and on us I, I bet... I bet all of us in by the end of Jeremy's trip could assemble a Netflix miniseries of House and just get picked up. So okay. anyone from Netflix, if you don't think we could do it with cash being offered, we could do it. We could write the House miniseries that you want probably within a month. So what Halloween kind of ca- 2024. What kind of cash are you looking at here? I'm looking at serious cash, not 
Not some like, hey, I'm gonna pay you guys a couple hundred dollars each. No, you're gonna pay us a lot more. And I want to be a yes. uh, part of the panel who is going to be um, making sure the proper actors are cast for this. Not some like nonsense. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa! I would do it for much less than that. What? No, Colin, no, <laughs> no, 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 Colin. Don't cheapen rabbit yeah. troops so Come on. like that. <laughs> yeah. This is a premium product, right? <laughs> This is Netflix House. We have fucking shower curtains. Yeah. <laughs> we, there is, there is no blanket. other podcast that has shower curtains. No. I have not researched that, but it's almost a guarantee. Have you seen any shower curtains with a podcast logo on them in anybody's house? Exactly. No. no. All right. You that, could be the first. That ends that right there. You could just wear a shower curtain on like public transit. <laughs> just, just, and it could be a rabbit troop sucks one. That's the best advertising. <laughs> We'd appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you guys can stick to your morals. You can join me on, you know, Bunny Group. Bunny Group blows, and we'll be on our podcast doing stuff for way cheaper. <laughs> Bunny Group blows sounds like a different kind of movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you want. I don't know if you want your name associated with that. I want to review the movies that that podcast. <laughs> it's, it's it's they do it with sounds with with no no description. It's more, it's more just just mouth sounds. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, to, to sign us off uh, before we go, uh, how's your first night of uh, Denver, Colorado going? Oh, I love Denver. Yeah, well, how could you not love Denver? I mean, it's a beautiful city right at the foothill of the Rocky Mountains. I mean. That's all you could ever ask for. Mm-hmm. And it's like 55 degrees right now. It's beautiful. It's dropping down to like 40s at night. That's great. It's my favorite weather. Yeah. I love this weather. This weather forever. Fall forever. Real boogeyman weather. <laughs> well, as always, and sooner rather than later, we'll be back at you uh, with a Halloween special. As always, Rabbit Troop sucks. Bunny Troop Blows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny Troop Blows. <laughs> 2024! <laughs>